Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A professor from Concordia Seminary shared with us the following experience. This is what he wrote. I was once in the middle of a series of sermons on stewardship when a woman told me, you know, I really need this series. In the last few years, I've backed up a credit card quite a bit. So to stir the pot a little bit, I said, well, what are you going to do about it? She replied, I'm making the minimum monthly payments until I pay it off. My professor, feeling a little feisty, said, well, how much do you owe? She responded, $3,000. Well, that's not a catastrophe. The average American owes about $7,000 on their credit cards. Have you figured out how long it's going to take you to pay off your balance if you only make the minimum payments? She said she hadn't, and getting nervous, looked at her watch and said, oh my, I've got to go. Do you have any idea how long that would take? To pay off $3,000 at 18% interest, only making monthly payments of $50 each? Sorry, the former math teacher in me couldn't help it. Twelve years and nine months. And at the end of that time, you'll have paid a total of $4,733 just in interest. Is there a better way to use our money? St. Paul says, you bet. I'd like you to remind you that this series is not about asking you to give more just to the church. This series is about discovering what kind of steward you have been in the past with your blessings from God and how you can better be a good steward of those blessings to benefit your neighbor as well. This morning we will wrap up our three-week sermon series called Money Matters, as we make our way through 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, and this morning we'll look at chapter 9, verses 8 through 15. And here the Apostle Paul compares money to seeds. Yeah, that's right, money to seeds. So let's take a look. One of the things that we can note in these verses, is that we will never lack. In verse 8, St. Paul says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You may have heard it in my voice there, but the word all appears four times just in this verse. As the Apostle begins this verse with the expression, all grace. So what does all grace look like? Well, think of it this way. Jesus sowed seeds of love. He generously scattered mercy and grace everywhere He went. Climatically, Jesus offered Himself as a sinless substitute to suffer and die for you and for me on the cross. Risen from the dead on the third day, He's been alive for 2,000 years and has had an awesome harvest. Billions of lives have been transformed. Hearts have been made new. 
Relationships healed. Hope restored. Heaven opened. We will never ever lack anything. That's why St. Paul concludes his discussion on money matters with these words from verse 15. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now that we are confident in God's provision in Christ Jesus, in the next verse, St. Paul teaches that we are to scatter the seed. That is in verse 9. He wrote, As it is written, He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Paul is quoting here Psalm 112, verse 9. A psalm describing a committed believer. And committed believers generously scatter their money. He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. For thousands of years, people didn't take a seed, dig a hole, put the seed in there, and then cover it up. Remember doing that in the garden? And they certainly didn't have machines that could poke holes automatically and seed like they do today. For thousands of years, people would wear a knapsack filled with seeds on their shoulder. And they would walk through the field and grab a handful and just throw them and scatter it. Remember, St. Paul is using the metaphor of seed to stand for our money. And he wants us to scatter abroad our money. To broadcast it generously. I saw a bumper sticker one day that said something like this. I used to dream of the salary I'm now starving on. You know, that's not funny anymore, is it? That's reality. You may used to dream of the salary that you are now finding it hard to make ends meet on. So why scatter the seed? Why give money away? The first person to reach the status of billionaire was a man who knew how to get money. At the age of 23, he became a millionaire. And by the age of 50, a billionaire. Every decision, attitude, and relationship was tailored to create his personal power and wealth. But three years later, at the age of 53, he became sick. His entire body became racked with pain. Complete agony. The world's only billionaire could only digest milk and crackers. This is what an associate wrote about him. He couldn't sleep, wouldn't smile, and nothing in life meant anything to him. His personal physicians predicted that he would die within a year. That billionaire woke up one morning and announced that he wanted to channel his assets to hospitals, research, and mission work. On that day, John D. Rockefeller established his foundation. This new direction eventually led to the discovery of penicillin, cures for current strains of malaria, tuberculosis, and diphtheria. But perhaps the most amazing part of his story is that the moment he began to give a portion of his money, his body chemistry altered. 
And it altered so significantly, he got better. At the age of 53, it looked as if he would die. But he lived to be 97. What's the point? Seed is meant to be scattered. Money is meant to be shared. Why is that? So Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes, Earthly possessions dazzle our eyes and delude us into thinking that they can provide security. Yet all the time they are the source, the very source of anxiety. If our hearts are set on them, our reward is an anxiety whose burden is nearly intolerable. Years ago, a friend of mine told me that he bought some pumpkin seeds. You know what happened? Those pumpkin seeds never produced. He couldn't figure out why not a single pumpkin seed had turned into a pumpkin. Then one day he was going through his garage, and there on the shelf, what did he find? He found those pumpkin seeds. He'd never even planted them. He only thought he had. Of course they didn't produce. A seed that's in a box on a shelf is worthless. Seeds are meant to be sown. And sowing is an act of faith. I take what I've got and I give it away. God wants us to generally scatter the seed. And why is that? Because God is the one who gives the seed. St. Paul writes in verse 10 of our reading today, Now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. As St. Paul continues using seed for money, he says that God supplies seed to the sower. God gives us money to sow. Now, we might be tempted to play devil's advocate and say something like, now, wait a minute. The money or seeds, if you insist, I have, is the money that I've earned. And let me make this crystal clear. I earned my degree. I earned my job. I earned my promotion. I have everything I've got because of what I've done. But I have a question for you. Who gave you the mind, the body, the brain, the economy, the country, and the opportunity to get that job and make that money? That's right, God did. He supplies seed to the sower. So what can we expect? We can expect a harvest. St. Paul continues in verse 12. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Faithful sowing supplies the needs of God's people. Think about it. Children are educated. Facilities are built and maintained. Youth are transformed. Seniors are renewed. Friendships are forged. And lives are changed. You and I can't expect a harvest when sowing money in the name of Jesus. 
there will be many expressions of thanks to God for that. You may remember the old cliche that anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but only God knows the number of apples in a seed. Because a seed has exponential potential. Take one seed and plant it in the ground. That seed grows into a giant tree which produces fruit, which has other seeds, which creates more trees and more trees. And over thousands of years, there might be an entire forest of hundreds of thousands of acres from one single seed. Our giving will impact generations of people in the name of Christ our Lord. Think of it this way on a more personal level. Years ago, when I was in the either the eighth or ninth grade, I had a paper route. And that year at Christmas time, my parents thought it would be a good idea for me to buy each one of my siblings a Christmas present. I don't recall if I was very pleased with their good idea, but probably not. Anyway, I went along and paid for the gift I had picked out for each one of them. I have two brothers and a sister. That year, the movie Return of the Jedi had come out. And so, my brothers and I were really into Star Wars. My sister, yeah, not so much. So my brother Scott, he would help me out uh, with my paper route from time to time. So I got him an Imperial Troop Transporter. My sister Julie got an AM-FM radio Walkman, you know, complete with the headset. You know, the little clippy thing here that you put on your belt. And my younger brother Mark got a scout trooper with a speeder bike. But you know, here's the thing. I remember two things about opening Christmas presents that year. I remember what presents I gave my siblings. And I remember the smiles on their faces when they opened those presents. You know what I don't remember? I don't remember anything I got. I don't remember a present that I opened. I don't remember anything that I was... And I know I got presents. But I don't remember anything I got other than the imprint of the memory of that being the best time opening Christmas presents. All because of a decision to give. And so what happened with the Corinthians? Well, the oldest Christian document after the New Testament is a letter called First Clement. And in this letter, a church leader named Clement wrote to those Corinthians. Do you think Clement said anything about their stewardship, their generosity, their money matters? Do you think they embraced and lived out Paul's idea of sowing money as people sow seeds? Indeed, they did. Clement remarks that the Corinthians were known for giving more gladly than receiving. Think about that. Giving more gladly than receiving. You know, the word grace is used by St. Paul 
12 times in those chapters, chapters 8 and 9 in 2 Corinthians. And it empowered the Corinthians. Meaning God's extravagant grace, God's riches at Christ's expense, empowers you and I to also be known for giving more gladly than receiving. To God alone be all the glory. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.